morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome, you guys. This is a different morning than we usually have at Life Community Church, but we just want to say thank you for trying something different with us. Uh, we hope you were able to meet some new people in your groups. Uh, we want to invite you to come on in, have a seat. We are going to sing in just a second, uh, and then we're going to hear a little bit from Pastor Marvin from Honduras in a video. So um, I did just tell you all to have a seat, didn't I? Why don't you guys stand with us? <laughs> this is why I stick to the script. All right, let's sing together. His family is doing good. He has a big family. He has, has uh, four uh, boys, three girls. Uh, four of them, they already left the house. And he still has uh, three kids. One of uh, his daughters is in, uh, in the U.S. Okay. Right now, he's, uh, he's being arrested by the uh, immigration. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're waiting to see how it's going to be the process. They don't know yet if she's going to stay in the States or if she's going to be deported to, to Honduras. She was working in San Pedro Sula. And then she decided to, she decided to go to the States. Sí, esa es una de las necesidades familiares That's más fuertes. That's one of the, the, the family needs, needs right now. Pray for your daughter. Y el asesor de ella, es que ella la va a recibir mi hermano. Her uncle is, was going to take care of her in the States. He was going to receive her. But uh, they was caught. And uh, there's maybe a lawyer. Mm. And uh, he requests for some documents. Mm -hmm. The family sent the documents, but <coughs> now the, the, the lawyer doesn't answer. And they don't know what's going on. Because supposedly without, with those papers, uh, they, they can release her and go with the family. With his daughter, Catherine, She's doing much better now with the therapies. Uh, he said uh, she's being more active. Uh, sometimes uh, she's more calm. And uh, they seeing the improvements after the therapies. Important things to know. God, we just want to pray. Pray for Pastor Marvin. And we want to pray for his family, pray for our sister church in Honduras, too. They're dear to our hearts, and we pray that you would meet them in the trials that they're facing right now. And we know that uh, we share the same God, same Savior, Jesus. Watch over them, Lord. In your name, amen. Good morning. Welcome, everybody, to our group Sunday. If you're new, I'm Dan. I'm the lead pastor here. And just to let you know what's happening, we're going to be here for 15 minutes, and then we're going to go back to our groups just to have a couple wrap-up questions at the end. So I'm going to jump right in because time is short. Um, at the stroke of midnight in the new year, something entered into our lives. In fact, you, you cannot watch a sporting event now without being interrupted by it. Online sports betting is now legal in Ohio, and the numbers are in the first month a staggering $1.1 billion, Billion spent 
That is crazy. Now, that's not my thing. It's irrelevant to me. It's more annoying to me as I watch the games and stuff like that. But I believe the time's going to reveal that that decision to legalize was a terrible one. And it's going to result in the disruption of many people's lives because money has a draw and a power to it. And what the Bible calls the love of money, the love of money is a path in one direction toward destruction. We're going to see it today as we look at James chapter 5. So if you got your Bibles, pull out James, the book of James in the New Testament chapter 5. You can turn there. And as you do that, I want to remind you, as we've tried to remind every week, that James is writing to, to Christians, Jewish Christians, followers of Jesus who have been displaced from their location, from Jerusalem, out and are now living because of persecution, scattered in other areas. And James has been making the case to these, these followers of Jesus that Jesus wants them, he wants us to live differently than the system of the world. Therefore, he says we're to handle things like trials differently. We're to handle how we treat people differently. What comes out of our mouth, our speech, is to be different than the, the people of the world. When we do business, we're to approach it differently than the world. And now James is going to talk about money. Money, uh-oh. How does a follower of Jesus do money differently? Now, you got to understand, James, the audience James is writing to, many of them were starting new lives in new places with not a lot of money, probably at the low end of the position, the economic position in society. So we got to keep that in mind as we read James chapter 5, verses 1 to 7. So here we go. Here we go. This is what James writes. And James is not going to pull any punches here. Come now, you rich. Weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Your riches have rotted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded and their corrosion will be evidence against you and will eat your flesh like fire. Whew. You have laid up treasure in the last days. Behold, the wages of the laborers who mowed your fields, which you have kept back by fraud, are crying out against you, and the cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord of hosts. You have lived on the earth in luxury and in self-indulgence. You have fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the righteous person. He does not resist you. Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. Okay, just some light reading as we start today. So who's James talking to here? Is it, is it rich people in the church? Not likely, not likely. That's not what they were dealing with. For, and verse 7 seems to indicate this shift, right? When he says, be patient, therefore, my brothers. But those beginning verses, verses 1 through 6, are written in a way that a politician might call out a corporation for their practices, right, to constituents. Listen up, you rich. How about those rich people? And they do it for the benefit of the audience. And James here, for the benefit of his audience, who's being affected by the rich. Not that there's not an opportunity to learn more about the corrosive effects of money, but, but the rich James addresses here are the ones coming in contact with his brothers and sisters. So what, what evidence does James have here against the rich? Verse 2, they are hoarding resources, they're hoarding clothing to an excessive amount. Their, their food, which was kept in, in, in barns, was overflowing, it was rotting, their clothes were piling up, 
uh, being devoured by moths. Listen, there's nothing wrong with saving. There's nothing wrong with investing, but this is, this is saving investing gone wild here. Evidence number two, their money is useless instead of being useful. Look at verse three, your gold and silver have corroded. Gold and silver don't corrode, but here they have. The worth of their gold has become worthless. It's not being used. It's being wasted. It's useless. Evidence number three, the rich are cheating others. And that day, workers were paid at the end of the day for their wages. And this wasn't happening. The wages were being held back, so there's fraud happening. Presumably, as verse 5 says, for the self-indulgence of the rich. And the final evidence, evidence number four, is the rich are using their, their power and their influence to literally end the lives of others. And we know that at that time, it's a fact that, that those Jews who were not Christ followers persecuted the Jews that were Christ followers, even murdering them. And what we see in the lives of the rich here is this love and lust for, for money. It's fully realized, fully embraced, le left fully unchecked. Money is not a bad thing. Money is not the problem. It's necessary. It's the desire. It's the craving, the longing, the misplaced affection, the, the love affair with money here. So that naturally leads places. It leads, the love of money leads to these things. It leads to a never-ending thirst for more. A never-ending thirst for more. The writer of Ecclesiastes wrote in Ecclesiastes 5, he who loves money will never be satisfied, nor he who loves wealth with his income. It goes on in verse 12 to say, sweet is the sleep of a laborer, whether he eats little or much, but the full stomach of the rich will not let him sleep. Always thinking, always thinking about resources and money. The love of money. It's a never-ending thirst for more. Love of money also, left unchecked, can lead to dehumanizing others to satisfy that lust for more. If you can get more, you use people. If you can get more, you cheat people. And if anyone threatens that, that idol, that the money that you have, you use your resources and your power to silence them. Jesus was silenced, but not for long. And in all this, James turns to his audience, right, in their trial and says what? Be patient. Be patient. What you're facing, the trial, the oppression that's happening, the being defrauded, the perhaps witnessing the murder of your brothers and sisters, the cries have reached the Lord of hosts. That, that title, Lord of hosts, it actually literally means Lord of the armies, Lord of the armies. It refers to Israel's armies. It's referred to sometimes to the angels or to the stars even, that God is the Lord of the armies of the earth. He's Lord of the angel armies. He's, he's Lord of the starry host. He's Lord Almighty, and he, he hears the cries. So if you want to know something about your father, know this. He's a God who does not like injustice when it happens. 
So be patient. And I'll be honest, that's an unsettling statement. That's unsettling. Be patient in this. Because I have, I have trouble with us being in the, in the wealthiest nation by net worth. Over $145.8 trillion. Richest country for over 60 years. Most would gladly trade their trials for our trials, right? But yet, we see it even in the wealthiest nation, injustice. We see people who are oppressed. We see people cheated. We see people who are persecuted even for, for following the Lord. And you go back to, remember how ch chapter one and how Tom started this whole series? He talked about trials that come, and in the midst of the trials like this, uh, temptation, like, comes. It looks, it, it invites us to, to leave the trial, right? We can, we can turn our back on God. We can avenge or take revenge. We can turn to ways to escape that are unhealthy. But James focuses these followers on Jesus and who has their back. The Lord of hosts has their back. God Almighty. So be patient. So what do we take from, from these verses today? We take this. First of all, the love of money is corrosive. The love of money is corrosive. It doesn't matter the economic system, capitalists, communists, socialists. The love of money can happen in any of those. And I think we can look back in history and see how it does. It also doesn't matter if you've got a lot of money or you don't. The love of money still corrupts. Online sports betting is going to be another, another avenue for this to play out. And, and it's, it's hard to watch that happen. You know it's coming. You, you just can't put a can of gas next to a fire and hope that it doesn't have consequences. It will. Now, the Apostle Paul is training a very young Timothy. He's training him on, on what money is like and how we're supposed to approach our money and how to even train others to approach their money. And this is in 1 Timothy 6. And this is some of Paul's lessons to Timothy on, on wealth. This is what he says. Timothy, godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. But those who desire, desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. But as for you, as for you, Timothy, O man of God, flee these things. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. That's in the context of this passage. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. Take hold of it. Paul doesn't stop there. He goes on, and he shares some more details about the rich in this present age. He says, Timothy, as for the rich, right? Because Timothy's going to lead people. He's going to be leading. As for the rich in this present age, charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us 
with everything to enjoy. They, the rich, the, the ones who have money, the well-off, are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, thus storing up treasure for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. That which is truly life. What our money can buy here, everything, we think it's life, but true life is found elsewhere. A second takeaway here. Money is an amazing asset that God has given us to do good. It's something he wants us to use to change the world. And so Paul says to Timothy, as for you, as for you, says, Timothy, listen, there's a system in this world where people, they love money, they worship money, it, they revolve their world around it. But as for you, you're different. You're a follower of the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Set your heart on what he wants. Take hold of the eternal life. Live there now. Timothy challenged the rich that they've been resourced with God's money. It's not there, so they can't be arrogant about it. It's his money. Don't set your hope there. They're to do good, to do good, to be rich in good works. Put that on your fridge, right? First Timothy 6, 18 and 19. So I say to all of us today as the, as the brothers and sisters, as followers of Jesus, if you are rich in this present age, right, this is a, a call to, of caution, right? with the resources God's given us. And I would just say this, don't leave the door closed in this area, closed to God, closed to others. It's too important. Who in your life, do you have brothers and sisters who can help you in this area, who know your stuff? Do you have people who can remind you and recommend where his money goes? Do you have people who can challenge you to not store up treasure here, but to store it in heaven? Money, it just, it reveals, right? It, it reveals where our heart is. It's a matter of the heart. That's why we demand, right? We demand to see tax returns of our leaders because that's, that's, it reveals something about us, how we spend our money. You cannot serve. Both God and money, Jesus said. He talked about money more than most anything. So do we want to leave the management of that to ourselves, to us and us alone? Also, if you're rich in this present age, find life in being generous to others. It's all going away here. Now, if you... If you follow Jesus, and you're on the other side of money, right? You find yourself being in a position where it's unjust. It's, you're being taken advantage of or cheated. Be patient. This is a trial. Be patient. Walk through the trial with Jesus. Bring your brothers and sisters into the trial to pray and to walk with it through you. And in time, Jesus may say, okay, it's time to move on. Or you may not be able to move on. You have to endure 
through that time, but know this, because he's made it clear all over his word, he sees it. He sees it, and he is the judge. He knows. There's a lot of noise in the world right now regarding injustice, personal rights, oppression, power, money, and more. We could unpack this for days. Easy. But let me just say this. The only noise that we're to listen to is the voice of the shepherd, of Jesus, who gave up his rights for us to die. And in, in his church, where he is the, he's the head of the church, we look to him, we listen to his spirit, whatever the case, whether it would be how we vote, how we address our rights as workers, as citizens of this country, how we deal with injustice, the power structures, and his money, which he's entrusted us. It's a matter of the heart. So who do you love? And in closing, I just want to say this. Jesus came so that we could have true life, true life. And as he addressed those who had issues with money and issues with power and authority, right? He became an outcast. He was threatening. He was threatening the idols. So they condemned and they murdered the righteous person. Jesus did not resist them with incredible patience and resolve. Jesus, God in the flesh, went to the cross so we could have life through his sacrifice, through his death and the resurrection. I mean, he literally made a transaction for us. He, he brought his innocent blood and he paid for your sin and my sin. He made that transaction to make us right with God. And now he invites all of us, every, everyone here, into a relationship with him to believe in what he did and to live a different way of life. He invites us into true life. And he says, live there in this kingdom. Will you trust him? Will you trust him? Let's pray. God, for what you have bought us with, we've been redeemed with the precious blood of your son. Not with things like silver and gold. And we want to listen to your word as for us. We will live a different way. So thank you, God, for your sacrifice. It is the motivator to invite you into every area, including this space. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, we're going to head back to our groups, okay, to finish up today. And um, as you head back, I'm going to give you a question to think about on the way, give you a head start, all right? And here's the question. This will be one of the questions in a group, right? What did you learn about money in the home you grew up in, okay? What kind of messages did you get? Any kind of messages about money in that home you grew up in, all right? All right, we'll see you in your groups. Go ahead, head out. And you'll be in the same location. Wherever you were, just go right back there.